1: So Maggie, you know how when a, like a smoke alarm is losing battery and then occasionally it'll randomly beep or maybe watches do the same thing and those electronic devices, like, you know, a random beep kind of goes off in your house? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, that was happening in our house and it was driving the dogs crazy. Uh, Like they would really get nervous. Spencer would back himself into a corner and like (laughs) cower. He was looking completely scared of everything. And we couldn't necessarily find this sound either because our smoke alarms don't even have batteries in them. They're hardwired into the, you know, the power from the house. And so mom was freaking out about it because it was happening very randomly and then started to happen more frequently, as it will. Well, we finally figured out it was one particular smoke detector, which was hardwired, which is really strange. But I got this idea, and I'm, like, in the middle of my flow. And so we've been watching a lot of Alias with Jennifer Garner, and so I put on my, you know, my Jennifer Garner vibe, and I went to the drawer and I got some clippers on a commercial. I, <laughs> yeah. On a commercial, and I, <laughs> oh and I ran upstairs and I did a dive roll into a cartwheel <laughs> and pulled out a uh, a stool. And I jump up on the stool, and sure enough, it beeps right in front of me. And I I, I go to like take off the cover, and I accidentally pulled the whole thing off the wall, <laughs> and it's dangling from all these these different wires. There were four wires. It was like black and yellow and white and maybe there were three wires, three wires. (laughs) And so I'm thinking like, which order do I have to cut these in to diffuse the bomb so that they don't like explode And, and I'm calculating and figuring this out. And finally I cut one and nothing happened. I cut the other and nothing happened. And I'm like, yes, I got it. And I cut the third one. And I was really smart to cut the wires rather than try to pull them off the back of the smoke detector because I thought, well, that way when we put it back up, I could just re-splice the same colors. And so I came downstairs, at which point I realized, number one, like the the wires that I cut were part of an actual plug. I could have literally unplugged the whole thing from oh the back of the smoke goodness. detector. I didn't need to cut it at all. And then as I'm holding it in my hand, what happens?
2: It beeps. It beeps. It beeps. Oh, my goodness.
1: Apparently, there was some kind of battery within the system that wasn't a nine-volt battery that was running out. So- that's my story of diffusing the smoke detector.
2: That is very unfortunate. If you
3: turn the light on, you might have seen that, that whole little thing unplugged from the smoke detector.
1: It was but very exciting. It was though. a
3: covert operation. Yes. And he was so excited. He's like, oh, I got it. And I'm like downstairs looking at him up on the balcony, on the stool, like, oh, he's going to work. Oh,
2: my
1: gosh. I, t- I totally saved the day. And it was right in the nick of time (laughs) as the seconds were ticking down and we got to like, you know, zero.
3: And then the show started and he had to be back downstairs, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, speaking of seconds ticking down and the show starting, do you want to start this one?
2: Let's go for it.
1: All right, roll that intro music.
2: (laughs) my glasses right now because i've been told they reflect the ring light um but i'm also not wearing contacts right now because my (laughs) eyes have been getting really irritated lately so i'm trying to go like a week without contacts um so everything's really really blurry at the moment
1: Hmm. well maybe go with it just kind of like you know what to do you're not going to have to do anything difficult that requires a lot of coordination during this podcast right
2: yeah but what if my eyes start like going cross-eyed and i look all crazy
1: (laughs) i don't know that that could be kind of interesting for the people who are watching on youtube
2: yeah
1: well um welcome to the podcast everybody my name is dan thurman i'm maggie's dad
2: i'm maggie thurman sorry i said it I said it like a question. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're Maggie Thurman. You're definitely sure. Maggie Thurman.
1: I know that because I saw you online. Yes. I,
4: I saw you I saw on, TikTok on TikTok
3: one
1: time. I saw you on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the studio,
4: we've got a couple other
1: amazing people.
3: I'm Shay, Maggie's mom. And I'm Eddie,
4: Maggie's brother.
1: Right. And we're here with you on Wholesome Chaos, the podcast where we try to lift up your life and keep you entertained and give you some ideas to think about. So what what's going on with you today, Maggie?
2: <laughs> we literally have said so many times we're not gonna ask that question anymore, Dad.
1: <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it's not very interesting. I woke up about 40 minutes ago. Um, I've gotten really good at getting this podcast set up together really quickly. Um Yeah, I was tired. I did not get a ton of sleep last night. Um and I, I didn't have time to make myself a cup of coffee. Well, I did. I did, actually, because when I sat down, then you got up and then Eddie got up. So if I really put my mind to it and and managed my time to the best of the possibilities, I could have a cup of coffee in my hand right now. But that's okay because I have something to look forward to. Um, but, yes, that was my day so far. How has your day been so far, if we're really rolling with that question? <laughs> It's been
1: good. I was up early and writing and, um, you know, it's, I've been working on a lot of my writing. And so it's a project that's going to be going on a long time, but it's, it, it's interesting. Some, some days are really productive today. Wasn't so productive. Um, but I kind of got a little bit distracted. So I'm writing about chaos and, and randomness and uncertainty and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking back cause I'm, I'm incorporating some of the TikTok story into this book. And so I was thinking back to the Hit It Fergie video, and I mm-hmm. wanted to look back to see exactly when that was and, and to also, um, you know, look at how well that video's done so far. Like, how many views are there so far? How many likes, et cetera? And so I scrolled back to the beginning of your feed, and I mean, over 700 videos that you've done so far. Yeah. And I just kind of got stuck watching our videos.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've, I've been there.
1: And it was so great.
2: Yeah. i I was
1: laughing. I was probably waking up, Mom and Eddie, because it was early morning. But I'm mm-hmm. just cracking up at these videos. and each one brings back to me like such a vivid memory of like when we did it and why okay. we did it and and what it felt like. um and they're really good. like they're I mean, the stuff that i'm you I'm post very now.
2: proud of what we did, especially early on.
1: Yes. I I'm yes.
2: still proud of what we do now for sure. I just think there's there's a sense of nostalgia and like you said, like everything's a memory. And we produce so much content during quarantine. So like to really vividly remember that. And I recently watched a few of like the push in the pool videos because I kind of felt like the push in the pool videos, they were a hit off the bat for us. Um and I didn't really super understand it at first. I was like, okay, I, I guess people find this interesting. It's kind of unusual that my dad and I know so much about each other's lives. Um, but like watching them back, they are so funny sometimes. Like, so funny. And it's it's so much fun to go back and relive those memories because so much of the time they're positive memories. I do remember one video. Oh my goodness, I don't even remember what exactly what it was it was a dance video and the vibes were not it and we were like oh my gosh I remember after that day in my head I was like I never want to do this again when we're not actually happy because it just like ruined it for me and I was like I don't even like the video anymore like I can't like look at it or whatever but literally we'd be like arguing and then like We'd click the timer and be like, 321, we do a little dancey dance. And then afterwards just like smiles dropped. Like, <laughs> <What's going laughs> <on? laughs>
1: yeah, I remember that. And I remember that day you saying we're not gonna do this and and we walked away from from ideas where like neither one of us was feeling it or one of us was, but the other one wasn't. And we would just yeah. kind of like say, All right, let's wait. What's um, the
2: point if we're not having fun?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But for me, the point was we were having fun and we were exploring and figuring it out and just experimenting. There was no expectation in the beginning about like what this is going to do or what it's about. Um, And then when COVID hit, that was like six or seven months into your big thing on TikTok. um, It was almost like the whole world was freaking out and this craziness was happening. And we focused instead on something else that was productive and joyful and fun. and kind of channeled a lot of energy into that. For me, it was very therapeutic. And I guess a lot of people felt that way too who were watching it.
2: It gave some structure to our day as well. Um mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love the way it happened. I love the way, like, the direction we went. Truly, truly. Like, I don't really think I have any regrets about the way things were handled. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm and wow. then to see like like when we layered in different new elements about like different skills or different family members or different things oh my goodness like, in retrospect and it seems like it was planned really well but it it wasn't it was just very spontaneous
2: yeah and and like genuinely there was a time when i was like how in the world am i ever going to make a video without my dad in it and people watch it um because I love making videos with New in it, but I was also very aware of the fact that I was going to college soon um, and mm-hmm. that I, I just wanted to be self-sustainable. And I'm just like so happy with where I'm at with that right now, where it's like. I I feel like I can absolutely make a video on my own, but I'm like I'm still so excited for you to get here and for us to make content together, for the whole family to make content together. I'm ready for some more push in the pool videos.
1: Yep, I'm LA ready version. For,
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is gonna be weird. We've never done it in a different pool.
1: I know. How about that?
2: <laughs> yeah, but that's gonna be so fun.
1: And you know what I was writing today was about. You know, chaos. And as I investigate chaos and go into this deeper, you know, chaos is how you reconcile what you want to do and the things that are in your life are determined or at least like cause and effect. I'm going to do this, then that happens with what is uncertain and what is random. And so, what I was really kind of exploring today is like the difference between uncertainty and randomness, because I think a lot of people think about like how random life can be. And it's really, there's a, you know, random means, like, chance, probability. Like, there's things that are very, uh, you know, unexpected and unpredictable, you know, like rolling the dice. Um,
2: Yeah.
1: And there's very, you know, that exists in life in some respects. But a lot of times we confuse the two, I think.
2: Yeah. There's... There's really no plan for life. I mean, I mean, there is. There, you you can plan all you want, and like I do think plans are important. To extent. life is so chaotic, and there's so many factors out of your hand hands. <laughs> but no, Dad, I truly feel like I'm learning so much about life out here. Like, I know I've said this before, but like I grew up in high school thinking I had, even after high school, the next four years set in stone. Because there was always a certain way it was done. And, like, of course, COVID changed that for so many people. And, like, it's, it's, it's a little bit different at my school now. But, like, that was the expectation. And so, like, I, out here, I was, like, truly so just, like, okay, now I'm an adult. And I had, like, lived a year of college. But, like, I still had, like, a lot of dependencies on, like, my parents and, like, my friends around me. And I've just found out so much, like, when you're on your own, you have to truly, like, figure out your character, your goals, and, like, how you want to live your life and, like, the person you want to be when you live your life. And I think that's so fun. I got to say, a lot of what you and Mom said when I was growing up that I kind of, like, got annoyed at, I get it now. (laughs) 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 that's so
1: wonderful well before we explore that further um i want to take a little bit of a break here and you know part of what you can figure out for yourself is what's going on in your own head and what's going on in your own thinking so as you're listening to this podcast right now i want to just ask you to just take a moment right now to survey your thoughts and what's going on in your head right now and what you're holding on to okay okay Good. Now let go of your to-do list and your pending projects and just for a second, focus on your breath. Because, you know, all we need is a few moments of the day where we're at peace, where we're at one with ourselves, and Calm can help.
2: We're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel.
1: Clear your head with guided daily meditations. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories for children and adults.
2: If you go to calm.com slash chaos, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week.
1: Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm.
2: For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash chaos.
1: So go to calm.com slash chaos for 40% off of unlimited access to Calm's entire library.
2: That's calm.com slash chaos. Dad, have you ever been to downtown LA?
1: <laughs> I have, yes. I used to go to LA a lot.
2: I took you to downtown LA as well for, for mm-hmm. um, we went to church down there. Um, Absolutely. But, Man, oh, man. I've never been the biggest fan of downtown L.A. It's a little scary. Um, it's very much city. Like like a lot of areas of L.A. It'll be city, but, like, you'll have palm trees, you know. Maybe you can see the beach. Like, you're in the hills, whatever. L.A. is very, like, downtown L.A. is very, like, concrete. Um, mm-hmm. I was in downtown L.A. a few days ago for... Um, I was grabbing coffee with a friend. And... I had gotten a coffee, and I had gotten an avocado toast. I took a picture of the toast. I could even, like, send it to, like, put in here. Um, but it was really pretty. It had, like, some some shredded carrots on it, and it had this flower on it. Maggie? At first I was... W-
1: was, it, was it the toast of the town?
2: <laughs> she- no. What is that?
1: <laughs> oh, it's a joke. It's an expression. The toast of the town means, oh. like, you it was. it's really, like, the...
2: No, yeah, no, no, no! I, I know the I know the joke, but literally in downtown L.A., it literally I could have seen something like that, and it completely been like acid. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, oh, oh downtown L.A. <laughs> 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 that's that's like okay. Sorry, off topic, <laughs> but um, so it had this flower on it, and I was talking to my friend, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And she's like, no, you can eat it. It's like an edible flower. So I ate the avocado toast. <laughs> And I took one bite of the flour, and it was one of those things where I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I could eat this because it's edible, but I don't really want to because it doesn't taste good. Okay. Flash forward, we're still sitting there. We're drinking our coffees. We're talking. We're having a good time. Um, Flour, partially eaten flour, still on my plate. um, And we see this tiny, like, Pomeranian with no leash on it, no owner in sight in a pink dress tutu. I'm just like, it comes around the corner and just starts walking around, like peeing on things and smelling things. And there's a, there's me and my friend. And then a few feet away is another girl who's like doing schoolwork or whatever. We all kind of looked at it and we're like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Because it's, I don't think it's a homeless dog because it's in a pink dress. We don't hear you or see you. I think she's gone. Someone was FaceTiming me, and I tried to swipe away, but I accidentally answered it and the Oh, no. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> <Jeez>.
3: <laughs> you left us, like, at a cliffhanger, too. Yeah. I'm thinking, was that flower acid, and now you're hallucinating this? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The flower's coming
1: me. back in somewhere. I just don't get it. It's going to be.
4: We have a half-eaten flower and a dog that's peeing on stuff wearing a.
2: Dressed as a princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: As a ballerina so, which, with a tutu. Which...
2: So it's clearly not a homeless dog, right? Like, it it <laughs> has an owner because it's, it's well-groomed. It's in a clothes. Um, and so I, like, I bend down to kind of, like, you know, let it come to me or whatever. And it doesn't. It's very, like, into its own thing. And I'm like, fine, you know, whatever. My feelings are hurt, but it's fine. And then the dog starts to go back the direction it came from, like running towards the street. And that's when I was like, no, I will not let this story end this way. And so I was like going after the dog and it rounds the corner and I see it run up to someone and sit next to it. And I was like, okay, that's the owner. I'm good. I'm going back to my coffee hang few minutes later dog comes back around this time the owner comes with it dog is in a pink dress owners in a pink shirt but the dog kind of comes up to us now because you know it had we had interacted with it before and we're petting it and the lady comes up she's like oh my gosh look how cute you are like to the dog who's right at my feet because we're sitting at our table having coffee. And she goes, let me get your picture. And she takes out her phone and starts taking pictures of her dog. Flash cut. She sees the flower on my plate and goes, oh, my gosh. Picks, reaches across me, picks up the flower off my plate and starts taking photos of her dog with it. <laughs> and then walks like 10 feet away with it to get her dog to sit on a couch to take pictures of it with my flower. After she was taking pictures of it at our feet for like a minute and a half, and we're literally sitting there, like, what is happening? This lady literally just took stuff off my plate. I have no yes. idea who she is. And she did it to take pictures with her dogs, her dog. And then she finally leaves, and we go over to the couch, and my flower is still on the couch. Mm. And we were just like, what interaction was that? <laughs> like,. <laughs>
1: She was living a different life, man. She was like on a different plane of reality, I guess.
3: I thought she was going to eat it. Yes. That's what I thought. You were going to say, oh, and she picks it up and like popped it in her mouth.
2: Oh, no. I'm sorry. These are my favorite edible flowers.
3: (gasps) Yeah.
1: wild. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She could be like like way more tuned into what's happening than we are, you know, on some level. Like there's a different type of- a different frequency of reality that she's like tuned into the magic of reality.
4: She's learned that if she ignores everyone's personal space, then she can take whatever flowers she wants and pictures she wants.
3: I think it's way cool to have an experience like that, as opposed to a negative interaction, you know, like it's an interesting story, (laughs) but it it's, yeah, it's interesting.
2: (laughs) Did
1: she have a leash at all? Did she ever put her dog on a leash?
2: No, no leash. Um,
1: That's interesting.
2: It's funny you say negative interaction. Last night, some of my friends and I, we were grabbing food, and then we were walking to our car, and this man comes by, and he's playing music very loud, and he yelled something at us. And I didn't exactly hear what it was. I turned to my friend, and I was like, what did he say? And he just goes, oh, he said he likes your TikToks. (laughs) Which was not true in the slightest. That's not what he said. (laughs) Uh, I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, is pretty man. funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right. Spin it positive, man.
2: Spin it positive. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. man. No, I was getting at when they, when I said maybe she's further along than we are. I was thinking like there's that maybe she's a more evolved soul and tuned into the secrets and the wonders of the universe because – I mean, on some level, there's there's a lot going on that we don't understand, and there, and there's like there's the reality of what's what is, and then there's so much beyond that. Um, have you ever had an experience where you kind of like transcended what you felt like was real, or just something happened that was inexplicable, didn't make any sense at all?
2: <laughs> hmm. uh, Probably. Those are two very different things.
4: <laughs> I had a weird dream one time where I met George Washington and. And he was my grandpa. Ooh, and he
2: took me on he a say? boat. Whoa. <laughs> he
4: said, Let's go for a boat Did ride. Did he stand on the front the of the boat with one foot up,
1: like in the crossing the Potomac? No, water.
4: it was a cruise ship. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. A cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty transcendental experience, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I was thinking about, like, like warping reality. i there are three specific times in my life, all of which happened on stage, where I felt like um, something happened that was beyond what I know were like my capabilities, and it just was bizarre, um, and the first of which actually had something to do with a smoke alarm, so it goes, ties back into our first story of the day. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Fallujah in Iraq, you know in two thousand and five, I went there with some friends and we were performing for the troops and Entertaining the troops and all this, and it was it was an amazing experience. It was a month long journey, completely cut off from from home, except that I did, you know, I was able to call home occasionally. So that's not true. But we were traveling around in helicopters and performing for Marines and and Airmen and and all the soldiers on the front lines, which by the way is kind of an interesting experience when everyone in your audience is holding a weapon, <laughs> an automatic weapon, and they're you laughing and they're be engaged. Funny. And everything, but- <laughs> Yeah, but they're like, exactly, you better be funny. And and Fallujah, you know, this was 2005 in the Al-Anbar province. This was really uh, one of the areas that was in the Iraq war was was lighting up very quickly in terms of activity. Um, so it was intense, you know, but, but we were in the middle of a show, and we did some things in our show where we used fire. There were these torches that I juggled early in the show, and then in the conclusion of the show, um, the finale was... I was on a six foot unicycle. Todd key was standing on a freestanding ladder and we were passing torches between us over our other two friends, John and Spence and Spencer was laying on a bed of nails while John was swinging a sledgehammer to crack a cinder block on Spencer's chest. And that, you know, he'd crack it in half, but he had to time the swings to go in between our torches. So if you can imagine that visual, it was like this crazy cool finale, but we're not even there yet. Like we're early in the show And I'd bring out these torches. And we had, like, cleared this with all of the, you know, people at the venue and with the uh, fire department for the base. And, like, we got permission to use fire. That wasn't an issue. But way up above us, these were tall, tall ceilings, like 40-foot ceilings. There was a, I didn't know it at the time, but in the middle of my routine, a smoke alarm starts going off. And it was one of those just ordinary battery-operated smoke detectors that was stuck to the ceiling. And it's going, it's like going crazy. And, and I'm thinking, you know, oh, this is going to be for the rest of the show. Like this is not going to stop. And so, and I couldn't really talk over it cause it was so loud, but I took one of my juggling clubs and I just didn't even really know what I was doing. I just was going through the motions. I went underneath it and I just looked up and I threw the, the club and it spun way up into the air, like, like 40 feet. And it did the perfect amount of rotations. The, hand, the knob of the club touched. It didn't, like, smack it. It just kind of touched the, um, the fire alarm. And then it came down, and I caught it. And the moment that it touched it, the alarm went off.
2: No nice. way. That's First crazy. throw.
1: The audience went crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> wild.
1: And it was, like, the, one of those things that's, like, I, you, you could never do that again yeah in in a thousand tries
4: maybe it even hit the button like the actual you know like tapped it yeah, yeah. turn off alarm button Impressive.
1: yeah and and all the other guys in my in my show and in, in the group were like incredible like they had no idea what to say or do they were like what just happened that was good
3: <laughs> not your only experience with a fire alarm though right but What's that? We don't. Have, it's not your only experience with a fire alarm, right? But we don't have to go there.
1: Oh
4: yeah, <laughs> another
3: fire
2: never alarm. Never have story. I ever.
1: Yeah, that would be a good never have I ever. That was less never than less I heroic c- for sure.
3: Cleared an entire skyscraper. I did. I what? did. Wait, wait, wait. You're you're I in too deep. Tell the story.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, this was bad. So
3: <laughs> I said we don't have to go there, but.
1: Well, we're there. It was 1995, and going statute into 1996 of
3: limitations is past, So,
1: yeah. So this was yeah, statute of limitations is over. But there was this big event called First Night, which was like an alternative way to celebrate New Year's. They it was it like started in another city, and they were establishing it in Atlanta. And so I went to this big celebration kickoff for the First Night Atlanta. I was going to be involved. We were producing a big show featuring music and drums and tons of fire and. Like, it was going to be a huge deal, and we were pitching this show. And so I pulled out some fire, like Wallet and stuff like that, in the middle of this pitch meeting to just kind of set the stage. Well, we were on the 45th floor of the IBM Tower in downtown Atlanta at 4 o'clock. And so I go on about 430 and I do this thing and I'm in the middle of my meeting and I light the fire and I take this and I juggle the glow balls and I'm, I'm setting the stage. And I'm thinking I'm on a roll when suddenly we hear this alarm and it's not like in our room. It's kind of like outside the room. And at first we think, oh, you know, that's something else. It's not about us. But then we quickly realize, no, I just did that. And and basically oh. we have, they had to evacuate the entire skyscraper, you know, right at 430. <laughs> When everybody's getting ready to leave for the day, take the stairs because the elevators are so full. I mean, it, it was a um, less than heroic way to end the meeting, <laughs> but,
2: but we got the gig.
1: Yeah, we got the gig.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: The gig itself was another story entirely. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man, I could go. I could go down that road too, but maybe another time.
2: Maybe another time. I wanted to ask you, um, I know we had talked about this yesterday a little bit, but we never got to the bottom of it. What's your screen time looking like?
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know. So how do you do that again? I, I open my phone
0: open
1: and settings, go to settings. Okay. And then
2: just go to the search settings. bar at the top and type in screen time.
1: Search bar at the top, screen time. Uh, C-R-E-E-N, screen time. Time. Uh, f- oof. I'm at the five and a half hour mark. Today? Daily average.
3: Daily average. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm at one and a h- just under one and a half hours. Okay.
4: Mine, just <laughs> a quick disclaimer I've had multiple nights where I'm on FaceTime with Morgan and like my screen's just on the whole time. So uh, mine's seven hours and one minute.
2: So you're a good boyfriend. So- yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, <laughs> see, mine ranges drastically from like five to nine hours because I use my phone for maps. And so the navigation is open for sometimes hours a day. Um, yeah. Also, I could spend less time on my phone.
3: <laughs> for well, sure. We do your auditions FaceTime too. So whenever you call me. And yeah. No, those, I call so. my
2: family a lot as well. Like we we all talk a lot. Oh and yeah. So this is screen yeah, time, right? Yeah. I also
1: listen to a lot of audiobooks and
2: podcasts,
1: and so I don't like think when it I'm counts it as. Stuff.
2: I'm not sure it counts that as screen time if your phone's mm. off. I might be wrong, um, okay. but I I really want to try and get my screen time down. I I want to spend less time looking at screens. Um, you want
1: to you want to set that as a um, like I could share that goal with you. You want to set it at an intention.
3: see see. but if if it is for work if it is like you know sometimes it's
2: unavoidable yeah
3: yeah Yeah. it's not it's not that you're
2: wasting time i did set some some uh, screen time limits on my phone which you can do where it's like it won't let me go into instagram or tiktok or snapchat or stuff like that if i've been on it for already a certain amount of time that day I That's cool. Great. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. I don't, I don't have that problem
1: though. How do you override that if you need to post?
2: Oh, uh, you can you can override it. But mom, what's your screen time on your iPad? Let's talk about that.
3: Oh yeah, where I'm playing games. I usually spend an hour in the morning doing tea, and the afternoon. So every time I have a cup of tea, I'm usually on my phone for like or iPad for an hour, just goofing off.
1: Are they different? But like, I am does it, cutting does down your on iPad that. talk to your phone and no add the two together.
2: I don't think
3: Probably so no. not. It, I would think that. About no, that because no, because I would have been over an hour for sure because I do okay. easily, I do an hour in the morning. later in the day, I don't do as much. I do more snippets, but um yeah I am I, I'm t- making a conscious effort actually that I'm going to stop doing that because I'm that used to be my creative time while I was drinking my tea. I'm thinking scripts. In fact, I did that this morning. And I'm thinking stories and I'm thinking scripts and the next project and, you know, lining things up on what I need to do to move forward. So, um, yeah, I think it's time to delete the apps again.
2: Well, I was going to say, like I kind of mentioned earlier, like my eyes have been like drying out a lot and getting like itchy and stuff. So I'm not wearing contacts right now. Um, but I think a part of it is due to like screens. And I just don't feel good after I've been staring at a screen for like an hour. Like, I don't feel good. I feel less motivated to get up. I'm
1: like, I don't want that. I read a, I heard a quote the other day um, and the source, I'll have to do some, some tracking to, to, check this, to check this out and track it down. But um, basically it was saying human beings, one of the discoveries of our modern times is that human beings are pro- programmable creatures. Like they can hack the circuitry of the human mind. And the things that we think that we're doing that are our decision aren't really our decision. On some level, we are a product of what our devices are telling us, what our algorithms are feeding us, what our news media is, is uh, telling us to think and asking us to do in terms of how we even engage with each other. And that is a scary thought, but it's, it's so scary because I could see it as also being completely true.
3: Oh, for sure. 100%. For yeah. sure. Like to Maggie's point, she said on a different podcast that it freaked her out when she realized she watched a video and didn't know what to think until she read the comments. So it's like, Oh, so now we're being told how we should feel about something as opposed to having our own. And that comes from, from just too much input from social media and news outlets that are, you know, have agendas.
1: So yeah, I remember when we went to the grand Canyon and we did the, you know, the week, at the Grand Canyon, <laughs> and we brought this on, brought this up on the podcast before. But I remember Eddie, you telling me, like what a relief it was that you didn't feel obligated to check your phone or to stay in touch with friends. Do you remember yeah.
4: that? Yeah, I, I do, and I'm still like that. Like I'm pretty terrible at responding to things because I will just, I don't know, I'm so sick and tired of, like, being on my phone all the time and checking every single notification and being like, oh, do I... So I have to respond to everyone on Snapchat and then Discord and then Facebook Messenger and then, oh, my texts and then, I don't know, like, probably games or something. You know, I'm getting texts on games that I play. It's just, like, I don't know. I feel like even now I'm still... I just kind of push a lot of that to the side and and don't really get super stressed out about responding to people like i don't know if you really need to talk to me send me a text or call me and mm-hmm. the rest yeah. of it is like i'll respond at some point maybe <laughs> i don't know i i don't concern myself with it if it's not like urgent if it's just random you know
1: but that but that wasn't just a vacation it was basically you're cut off completely. yeah
4: like just not even your, your having, phone won't work
1: if yeah. even if you want it to
4: that really was like liberating and kind of just gets rid of a lot of this constant stress that, you know, I feel like a lot of us have where you're just, you know, constantly turning your phone on, checking your notifications and stuff like that. Just getting rid of that was. Yeah,
2: great. yeah. What, what I've, I've noticed
1: like, is like even if you're in an environment where somebody says the two words cell phone, you immediately are triggered to, t- to reach for your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like, or to say, oh, yeah, I forgot. I yeah, wasn't thinking asking. about that right now. What's on my cell phone? Is somebody trying to reach me? It's, it's crazy how addictive it is. And everybody's got one, you know?
2: Let's bring I- back slide phones.
4: <laughs> Ooh.
1: Flip phones? <laughs> not as a, not,
2: slide not phone. as a replacement, but just, like, to have.
4: Ooh. Even,
1: and like, like- did you have a friend at High Point who, used, who refused to use a smartphone? He had a actual, like, a regular phone. You remember that? <sighs> you, you told me about this guy. Like, it was a deliberate life choice.
4: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I remember that. You don't remember who it was? No, I remember who it was. I, I don't want to say who it was. To, like, yeah. But yeah, I had a friend who did that. And. Once he, final- he finally did get a smartphone, though, and he was just blown away. I mean, I felt the same way. Like, when I first got a smartphone, I wasn't, like – it was just, like, I can look up anything. I can learn so much. Like, all- there's so much stuff here that's so useful. And then eventually, I feel like everyone slowly kind of turns in towards the entertainment aspect of it,
3: yeah. you know?
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, that's one reason I don't have any games on my computer – so when I pick up my computer, it's what's firing is work. When I pick up my phone, I might, well, certainly when I pick up my iPad, my brain goes, oh, open a game. Um, I rarely do, I don't do a lot on my phone uh, game-wise. So it's like, yeah, you, you get conditioned. So if you mm-hmm. do mostly games on your phone or your iPad or your computer, you know.
1: I remember when the uh, Apple released, Apple dropped a release of a new phone and they introduced the Animoji. You know that where you can oh, yeah. like make your own yeah. face into any other character, including like the poop emoji, and they introduced that, and they were like, all these high tech features, and the thing that people are going to take away from it and probably use the most is animated poop emojis, like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, you know sell ourselves on the idea that yes, this is a more sophisticated way for me to do business, <laughs> but but in reality, we all know better. Very interesting. Well, Mags, do you want to do a question? We haven't done one yet on the podcast. uh, And this is coming in from Jazzy in Ontario. And she asks, Maggie, how do you handle it when you get into an argument with your brother or parents? And Dan, how do you handle it when you get into an argument with Maggie or Eddie? Do you guys have any tips for me that could help me get a better relationship with my parents and siblings? Love the pod and can't wait for more episodes. Jazzy.
2: Yeah, someone kicked that one off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eddie.
3: What do you do when you get in a fight with your sister?
2: Okay. Yeah, (laughs) there's this
4: uh, great, great method for resolving disputes that I I call uh, fisticuffs. (laughs) What is that? Cool. It's that, like... I
3: don't know. The
1: fists. It's actually like physical He's violence. Like, yeah. like put up your dukes. Have you seen put like up your Sherlock Holmes
4: where they yeah
3: yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Well,
1: there's something to be said for that. I mean, I'm not suggesting you should fight with your, with trial your brothers. Trial by combat. <laughs> and you know, trial by <laughs> combat. <laughs> <laughs> no, my me and my sisters, we did used to wrestle a lot. And you said that too, right, Shelia?
3: Oh yeah, that was I. I wrestled everybody until I was like 15, and my dad said I couldn't wrestle anymore. But I'd wrestle with my my brothers, my sister, my all my friends, male and female. I was I was a good wrestler.
1: My sister Sandy and I used to chase chase each other around the house, and I would make her mad, and she would chase me, and then you know she'd jump on top of me and hold me down. Right. There yeah. was you know she didn't do this a lot, but I do remember <laughs> I remember one. A horrible day. We were young, we so <laughs> I don't hold this against my sister now. But she literally held me down and let spit kind of dribble out of her mouth in front of oh. my face, and then and then would suck it back up at the last minute, the yo so yo. it actually <laughs> yeah. hit me.
3: My brothers yeah. did the same. It was
2: it was a thing back in the 70s. yo yo. Is
3: that what it's called? I think so.
2: <laughs> Dad, you might get a very angry call after this podcast airs. <laughs> well, you didn't say which from sister. My sister. You didn't say yeah, well, I'm one. sure I did yes, things that were
1: similarly oh, torturing to her.
2: Uh, Maybe
1: we can censor this. it. But in reality, let's try to give her some information on that. Maggie, why don't you talk about arguments with Eddie or with us?
2: Well, Eddie and I don't really fight anymore. And when we did, it was very childish stuff um, for the most part. With you guys, with my mom and dad, truly, I just have to, like, leave like I just like can't be around y'all for a bit we I feel like we all just need to like cool off and then come back um I feel like that's the best and that way you will like still see the things that maybe they did that make you mad or like the disagreements but you'll see it without like the frustration and like the flusteredness of the moment um, and it'll just, like, make better communication if you just, like, leave and then, like, come back to it.
3: Yeah, I totally agree, and I think, you know, uh, for me, that's what I need to take a second because you don't want to say or do anything that's just going to, you know, when you're arguing with somebody, you just want to build on top of your, you know, and this and that and whatever, and that's not helpful. And so being able to take a minute, go and just play it through in your own head, until you realize that, you know, it's not, not important, you know, what, whatever your stance or whatever, maybe theirs, but to be able to go back and, and speak to the person, apologize for, even if you're not, even if you're not wrong, apologize for the way you acted, the way that you responded. And I didn't mean to be so aggressive or whatever. I think that's helpful, but I agree, Maggie, I think you need to take a step back um, to cool off.
4: Eddie, have we ever Absolutely. had an argument? Really? I, I have had an argument one, a couple times. With me? Yes. I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh, I, Dad. I, I suppose. <laughs> and just with people, I, like, with yeah, friends sometimes. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, I would say the same exact thing. Like, just ending the conversation or, like, stepping away from it. Um, there, I feel like there have been times where I've said, like, I just need to, like, just just step away. Yeah. And so then you can think about, I don't know, this whole argument and just in general, like, I, I remember having, like, one argument specifically with a friend, and, and we kind of stepped away from it. And I was just getting really frustrated. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, we both, on our own, not talking to each other, both kind of realized, like, this isn't worth, you know, harming our friendship over. This is just one little thing. So then we kind of both came back and made up and it was just kind of like, you know, let's just that, that whole thing was stupid. And can we just agree that it was stupid and that helps a lot, you know, it might've yeah. probably saved a friendship. So That's
3: yeah. Good. Yeah. You very early on you, Eddie's not the kind of person who usually wants to get in a fight and just really mm-hmm. start, you know, being vindictive or whatever. Like when things get start to, you know, heat up, you're the first one to say, I'm done with this conversation and that's it. Like not making it worse. But you do have to come back and resolve, I yeah, think. Yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. think you necessarily Somet- want to do that sometimes, yeah. but it, it depends. depends. It depends. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and sometimes that backing away from a conversation is like a tough conversation is is not the right thing to do. Like to hang in the moment and to really... Not, like, not escalate the situation. If it's getting angrier and angrier and louder and there's no, there's no progress being made, but if you can make a real genuine effort in a difficult conversation to de-escalate the situation, to genuinely hear each other, I find that in instances where I've been obtuse, I've been like impossible to deal with, with any of you, has been when I just saw my own way and that was it. And it was I, everybody else has got to see it exactly the way that I do. And you're probably all going to be nodding your heads right now because you know I can get that way sometimes. <laughs> um, but when I genuinely, and that comes from a place—if I'm totally honest with myself—that comes from a pa- place of of maybe fear because I feel like I've come to some place of understanding, and that's my foundation. Like I'm solid there. And if you are going to present something else, it throws me off my my foundation you know and it's going to take some work and some stretching for me to hear a different opinion at that point but even at my age i can learn to do that even at it doesn't matter how old you are we all can become more mature we all can become better communicators and the way you know it starts with making the other person more important than they are in that moment
3: I'd like to also give one more bit of advice on that, Jazzy. And I don't know, it's not necessarily in a fight argument situation, but, like, sometimes they, I've met people in my life that I just couldn't stand being around because of their ego and their arrogance and just, like, I just, ugh, whatever. And so I, but I had to be around this person. And so I, <laughs> I flipped a switch and I just said, think of this person as a clown, like, oh, I'm amused by this person. I'm, oh, you know what they say, this whole ego thing is very amusing to me. And it worked. It worked like a charm so well that I guess I would always have a little smile on my face or whatever. And it's happened a couple of times where the person ended up being super nice to me and treating me like a really close friend. And I think they it totally changed our relationship and I guess because they just because I found him amusing then he was like oh hey you're my my friend and so then that ego kind of just started coming down and and we could have a friendship crazy so anyway maybe if somebody is aggravating your you or whatever maybe you can kind of create that the person is amusing to you and see if that works good luck
1: so Jazzy, we hope that helped. And if, if any of if you have any questions about um, topics or ideas or questions for the family you'd like to hear us discuss, um, please reach out to us via the, the website, wholesomechaos.com. There's a form there you can fill out to submit your questions, topics, ideas, and feedback. And we love to
2: hear from you. If you guys want to keep up with us on our other socials, it's Dan Thurman on everything except TikTok. It's Maggie's Dad 123 I'm Maggie Thurman on everything. My brother is... The Eddie Thurman on Instagram and Eddie Dot Thurman on Twitch.
4: Eddie underscore Underscore.
2: Thurman. Eddie underscore Thurman on Twitch. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm sorry. And on Instagram, it's underscore the underscore Eddie underscore Thurman, isn't it?
4: The the underscore Eddie underscore Thurman. But I don't think it matters. I think if you just look up the Eddie Thurman or just Eddie We got to
2: simplify these usernames, Eddie. (laughs) I know.
4: I know. Well, then if I change, I don't know. I can't change it now. I feel like we're kind of locked in. (laughs)
2: No, No, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, we'll figure it out.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for the time that you took to listen to this podcast and for making this a part of your life. That means so much to us. We really are grateful for this chance to, to be together as a family and to produce this podcast, and we hope it truly benefits you in many amazing ways. Share it with a friend or a family member that you think could also enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. I love you, Maggie. Love you, Dad. Love you, Eddie.
2: Love you, too. Love you, honey. Love you,
1: too. And we love you, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Bye. Max and
2: Dad's wholesome chaos. Max and
4: Dad's wholesome chaos. For uh, Valentine's Day, Morgan and I, actually, we sat down. We each had, like, a charcuterie board. And we watched um, We watched something that wasn't, like, traditional valentine's day thankfully but it was the princess bride Aww. and it was so great i like we haven't seen that Aww. movie in so long but that's just like a family classic and it i yes. forgot how much of that movie i have just completely memorized
1: yeah, to memory, all yeah. Of yeah for
3: sure
4: yeah
1: most quotable movie ever
3: thank you william goldman
1: it was a great story too and the book the william goldman novel's good but the movie itself was so well produced and the story about it, called As You Wish, was uh, by Carrie Elwes, who is Wesley, the star, is a great behind the scenes of that amazing movie, mm-hmm. which we do all love.
4: Life That's is pain, right. your highness. Anyone who says otherwise is trying to sell you something.
1: <laughs> That's right.
4: <laughs> Anybody want a
1: peanut?
2: <laughs> ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite quote, Maggie, from Princess Pride?
2: Um marriage
4: you're in the pit of despair don't even think (coughs) don't even think about trying to escape
1: goes to show where you know mr smarty pants fact of the matter is he's only mostly
0: dead
4: (laughs) you've been mostly dead all day